Welcome to Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. As always, I'll be your host, Lee Greenwood, and I'd like to say welcome to this episode. This week, we're going to have a chat about breaking into the tight line. Um, Obviously, this was a technique in the Arado assessment. It was around for a few years. And then the uh, rewrite of the syllabus, it got removed from the syllabus. So we're going to have a chat about should it come back in? Uh, You know, why did they take it out? How industry's been over the last few years with it being removed? Is the standard dropping? Is it getting better in what areas? So that's sort of the plan for this one. As always, if it's your first time here, please subscribe to the podcast. If you could let your mates know about it as well, maybe something they're interested in. You know, after into rope access, we've got a few cool little things on here, some tips, some tricks, and some chats. But let's uh, crack straight on into uh, chatting about breaking into the tight line. Righto, so let's um, break down what I'm actually talking about here. So breaking into the tight line, the situation that we're in is there's a casualty hanging on a set of ropes and we don't have a lowering system or hauling system set up and we've got basic kit on our harness and we need to be able to raise that casualty up and then potentially lower them down to the ground. Um, Historically... Back in the day, this was done hanging in the ceiling. Uh, it could be a casualty or a dummy hanging on a um, on a set of ropes and you needed to break into the tight line and haul them up. A lot of the time, the casualty was on their uh, chest ascender with a backup, so that added some extra areas of concern as well, making sure that tooth devices were kept under load and things like that. Um, I'm going to sort of take it back a little bit more because we're talking about hauling and lowering Uh, I'm going way back into the 90s now, I think. Um, Yeah, late 90s, early 2000s. So the the Arada syllabus, when it was written, there was was two sort of haulings that you need to do. There was uh, the basic haul, and then there was the hanging haul, being the two rescues that were required. And having chatted to a lot of guys who were involved in writing the syllabus back then, so a basic haul, give you that scenario, that was... um, a casualty or a dummy on the ground, you attach the ends of two ropes, a couple of knots, a couple of carabiners, and you attach them to the uh, casualty. And then you're up on a platform and you haul the casualty up to you, so from you know the bottom of a space, hauling them all the way up. And then you could lower them back down again. So that was a basic haul. And then a hanging haul was um, casualties hanging on a set of ropes. And you as a rescuer, you're still on the roof or on a platform or whatever, and you would attach some sort of hauling system to their ropes and you would haul them up and then potentially get them down to the ground. But rope access being what it is, um, different people interpreted this differently. So they thought a basic haul was standing on a platform and a hanging haul meant that the rescuer had to be hanging in the ceiling and doing a hauling rescue um, in the ceiling. So um, that's how that sort of got interpreted. And now I'm sure you've uh, a lot of you have been involved in Arata assessments and the scenario seems to be all the time you have to go and hang on a set of cow's towers in the ceiling and haul and lower a casualty. Arata was moving away from sort of the harder rescues a few years ago and getting more into the planning side and things like that. I don't think with having somebody hanging in the ceiling, that's... Um, sort of showing us that planning side of a rescue. What you should have is if it's being planned, you should have it rigged 
up the top with some sort of hauling system and being able to be controlled from the ground. But um, that's sort of where this hanging on a set of ropes and having to do a rescue came from. Um, so that's a bit of background on why we end up hanging in the ceiling. And then breaking into the tight line came into existence through the years. And it was, you're hanging up in the ceiling in the worst place you could be. And you had to lift the casual out, but you didn't have any spare rope and you didn't have uh, much gear. You basically had your know, basic gear on your harness. And then as uh, as the syllabus moved away from that, with the planning side, the assessment uh, for the level three was being assessed. He was able to plan it a little bit more, which basically meant he could take more gear with him. So that sort of uh, moved away from that. And then it was taken completely out of the syllabus. So it's not a requirement of something that we need to see. Uh, my personal opinion, um, I'm a big fan of the techniques involved for breaking into a tight line. I think it shows candidates different ways that they can use the standard equipment and it gives them more sort of arrows for their quiver. You know, they've got a few more skills that they can take. Yeah, it's a very advanced technique, but we are talking about our other level threes here who should have a, a thorough understanding of advanced techniques um, and this could be one of them. Uh, I think for me where I'd like to see it would be... Um, having to break into a tight line on a, a mid-rope. So let's say you're working in a facility, your ropes are rigged three or four floors up, going through uh, Kennedy grating, going through some walkways, and then you've got somebody working maybe three floors down from there, and there's there's lots of uh, hazards in the way and things like that. And um, if a rescue is required, yeah, it could be that you run up five, six flights of stairs, and then you may have it rigged on some descenders and things like that, which is good planning, but a rescue is required. So, you know, we're definitely working um, outside of the norm. We're off the page of uh, what was planned. So um, I'd like to see it that you had to set up a hauling system, a hauling and lowering system midway down a set of ropes. So this could be on a platform. You don't have access to the anchors at the top and you need to haul somebody up. I think that's a really useful skill. And being with limited kit, as I say, uh, something's gone wrong. Uh, you're off the you're off the script. So it may be that you don't have all of the rescue bags with you, and you're having to use, you know, the basic kit that you have on your harness. So I definitely personally think there's uh, there's a place for this in our syllabus, which would be real nice to see. So now the uh, the big question is: since uh, breaking into a tight line's been removed from the syllabus, have we seen a increase in the skill level of our supervisors our level threes are we producing better technicians uh, with the knowledge um, are we seeing that they're better at planning projects uh, undertaking the paperwork and making sure there's rescue plans and things like that and um, for me personally um, I don't think that has happened I believe that um, on a standard training course most people going from level two to level three what they're concerned about is being able to undertake the rescues, um, being able to uh, do the intervention rescues they need to do, whether it's rescue out the loop, short link, pass the set of knots, things like that, and they're not as concerned about the paperwork side. That's something that they can deal with once they're back on site, once they're being a supervisor. Um, I've sort of noticed that on courses that I've been involved in, whether it's training people, assessing people um, over the last sort of five years, that... Um, that there isn't more emphasis put onto the planning um, 
all that may be is make sure you grab a rope because then you can attach it but i don't really see the planning i still see technicians loaded up with lots of gear uh they've got you know 15 20 carabiners on their harness they've got three or four descenders so they've got all of this gear i'm not really seeing planning for the individual scenario there is some of it in the team exercise but we had that previously you know that's not something that's changed i need to plan for a team uh, a team exercise but not really um emphasis on more in-depth paperwork or anything like that um documentation coming out from irata to do with the paperwork uh, there hasn't been any improvements in the last few years so what about if we did uh, bring breaking into a tight line back into the syllabus uh, what are our options do we have enough time to be able to teach it um we used to we used to fit it in it was it was full on it was a quite a advanced technique people getting their head around how to do it with limited gear you know in the day and age that we're working in now a lot of people are carrying grions on their harness and similar devices to that so they could be utilizing something like that or just using a real basic kit so i think we've really got a couple of options we either need to make the course longer give us more time and i know a lot of places around the world they run five days training and then uh, the sixth day is assessment day so that's giving them an extra sort of 25 percent training um, which is which is really good um, other places in the world that won't really work people are being paid to attend the course so if it went on to a weekend they'd have to um, they'd have to get paid overtime i do know some places over in europe where they run a course on a um, wednesday thursday friday in the first three days and then they do a monday tuesday and then the assessment on the uh, on the wednesday so it's run during the week but just over a couple of weeks that could be a good way to run it you get a bit of a rest midweek you then come back in your body's recovered a bit and then you can uh, carry on with it so that could be one option or do we do we change what's in the syllabus um for me personally if i was going to remove anything from the syllabus it would most probably be the short link rescue if we look at the short link rescue we talk about planning and things like that that is the easiest rescue to avoid it's documented in your procedures that you will not have a metal or metal connection between the technician and the structure you know if you put a cow's tail in there a dynamic rope knotted a tape sling something like that you can still get the short distance you need but then you have an option of a rescue where you don't have to haul them up if they end up in that situation, you could look at a cutaway rescue, things like that, which can be a lot easier to do than uh, than having to lift them up and remove a carabiner. Um, not an ideal situation, but uh, could definitely be done. So I could see that uh, the short link being pulled out of the syllabus and breaking into a tight line being put back in. That would be uh, definitely a way that I think it could go. But as always, this is just my thoughts. I've, uh, I've chatted to quite a few assessors out there and various places around the world down in my neck of the woods australia new zealand over in the uk and europe i'm still trying to find an irata assessor who says uh, no we shouldn't have breaking into a tight line in the uh, in the syllabus but um that's just what i found out maybe you guys got a completely different opinion and i'd love to hear about that definitely um send me a message uh, on facebook rope access tips tricks and chats drop me a line send us an email jump onto the website ratac.net uh, be interested to see what people think about whether it should be in there. But that's pretty much all I've got for this one. As always, uh, share this with your friends if you can. Don't forget to press the uh, the right button so you can follow the podcast going out every Tuesday, 
at Sydney time, 9am. But anyway, for now, stay safe. I'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.